So if you could be here around nine, that would be great. Okay. Well, listen here. Hello, and welcome to 90 Day Fiance Okay. I'm Mr. O, and Ms. H is out today. So Ms. M will be joining me to discuss Season 5, Episode 3 of Before 90 Days. In this episode, we meet Ella, a weeaboo girl from Idaho. Caleb badly hides his shock over Alina's life. Hamza tries to figure out the sleeping arrangements. Gino makes the deathly mistake of tipping a waitress. Jimenez shares a surprising baby story. And Kimbali tries to buy Usman for the night. As always, we'll end with our students of the week, class dances, and life lessons. If you like what you hear, please give us a five-star rating and subscribe. And if you will also be watching the upcoming season of Love During Lockup, we'll be covering that on our other podcast, Love After Lockup. Okay. Ms. H will be back next week. So, all right. Thanks for listening. Stay safe and enjoy. Hello, Ms. M. Hi, Mr. O. How are things going with you? Pretty good. I know we haven't talked to you in like a year because, you know, that's when Ms. H goes off grid for us. <laughs> right. So how you had a good holiday and everything? Everything went well for you? Yeah, it was fun. Got to hang out with the family, see everybody. That's always a good time. How about you? Good, yeah. Same same deal. But we also got, you know, our couples are finally also here all getting together. I think we're down to like one only one couple that's not together yet, or at least will shortly be this time. Everybody was on the plane and everything. So let's start with the couple that we left off waiting for it last time. And that's Caleb and Alina. So Alina's still at the meeting port in meeting point in Ataturk Airport waiting for Caleb. She's worried about the chemistry or whatever, but he finally rounds the corner and she doesn't even recognize him because of the mask and the weird stoner hat he was wearing. So he gives her a hug and then squats down to get some eye-to-eye contact as they both take their masks off momentarily to see each other. In an interview, Caleb says it's kind of surreal seeing her. Also, though, he says that she's a lot smaller than I thought. So, you know, things are... Tricky trying to wheel these two bags and Alina in her wheelchair through the airport. And this means makes Alina a little bit worried that this is a bad first impression. Um, he's still in shock over how small she is, but says, I just need time to adjust and the chemistry will fly back. He also complains about how cold it is, which makes sense because he's coming from Arizona. Alina's disappointed they didn't kiss when they met and hopes that, you know, for that bet more in the hotel room. So when they do get to the hotel, things are Again, more hard, hard, more difficult than Caleb thought they would be. The van like gets there and parks against the wall, so they have to get out of Lena's door, and she has to get out first. Um, you know, he has to haul his wheelchair everywhere, and he he's already getting tired of how much work he's having to do here. But it's barely been any time at all. So he admits that when he booked the hotel, he didn't even think about looking in terms of accessibility, wheelchair access, anything like that. And it's going to be a pretty steep learning curve for him. Eventually, he decides just to carry her up the stairs as if that's going because that's going to be easier. In the room, she shows him the issues she has with the bed and how they had to bring an extra stool in there and how Elijah had to sleep in the bed with her, which, yeah, he says he's okay with, but doesn't seem very cool with it all. So, anyway, it leads to the discussion about whether or not cuddling with your friends is normal. So, Alina says, No, I don't cuddle with my friend Elijah, but. Caleb demonstrates that, well, it's pretty normal. I cut him with my friends like this. And he ends up putting his hand like over her shoulder. And Alina hints back as like, well, that's pretty much all you've done with me so far. So, hey, you know, like she goes, eh, and so he just, but at that point he just goes, you know what? 
I'm real tired. I'm going to go take a shower. Um, and he doesn't go. So things hadn't gone how Alina wanted it to go. She was hoping for yeah, a little bit of action at least and got nothing. All right. So, I mean, your impressions on this. I mean, is Caleb really as disappointed as he says he is? Is he doing a doing a good job covering up his disappointment, I guess, is the best way to ask it. I mean, you got to have him a little bit of credit because <clears throat> maybe he's really exhausted after just getting off the plane. But I do have to wonder, did he do any research into what her special needs are? Because, I mean, it just seems like he had no idea of what to expect. Yeah. I mean, he didn't even know, like, how tall she was. Yeah. Like, that's something that she that would have like said. That seems like a question that would have come up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When you're like, I'm a little person and blah, blah, blah. You think eventually you'd be like, wow, you can't reach the lights. So how tall are you? You'd think that would come up. It just seems crazy that they go 13 years with her with this specific special need and it never that never comes up. It also seems like after 13 years, only having pictures of waist up is a little strange, right? Yeah, it's true. That's true. You'd think she'd at some point have sent a picture like with her and her friends or her out doing something or, you know, how tall her bed is. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it was like – you're right. He it just he just booked a hotel. And I I was kind of given him the benefit of the doubt last time, of thinking like, well, maybe you know he booked a hotel and he booked the first room, and you know he didn't think to ask about how tall the bed was, but you know they kind of screwed him over on the elevator thing. But no, this was just like I want an Airbnb and I picked the first one. It was uh, I think about it. <laughs> yeah, I definitely don't think he was expecting her to have such a hard time with the stairs. Right. Right. Well, the other thing too is she that, that thing she has where she can't really um, straighten her legs all the way out. So it kind of looks like she's like kind of doing a squat walk all the time. Oh yeah, that's got to be uncomfortable. It has oh, totally. I could I, <laughs> I can I can watch her do that for like three seconds and be like, yeah, I want a wheelchair too. Give me that, <laughs> give me that wheelchair right <laughs> yeah. now. Um, but it also makes it so that she's you know not tall, right? Not even 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 shorter than than she seems. But I mean, it just seems like he didn't know. And do you think? She's kind of reading too much into him not – they didn't kiss. I don't know. Anything. It seems like after 13 years, that would be one of the very first things that you do. Like greet you, hug you, kiss you, done. Like, right. It just seems kind of crazy that that wasn't even on the table. And I mean again, like maybe he's just exhausted and like overwhelmed and trying to figure things out. But I would totally be bummed out if I were her. Right. I mean it just seems like – yeah, because it, was, it wasn't even like, oh, yeah, I get people trying to take it slow. But the thing is, is you also kind of know him. And, you know, he's not a take it slow kind of person. Yeah. He's a let's go for it. Now, that might be different if it's somebody he's actually trying to establish a relationship with. But that's not like that's part of the conversation he had either. No. It was just like, I mean, it just seemed, oh, my God, she looks like a kid. Oh, my yeah. God. This is like making out with a kid. And well, I and this he, is weird. The whole – um him not caring about the friend sleeping in the bed thing seemed a little weird too. <laughs> yes. He was definitely trying to be, I'm cool. No, I'm cool. I'm the cool boy. I get it. Oh, I, get I cuddle it. with my friends all the time. Yeah. No, you don't. Like people don't do that. That's oh, weird. Yeah. It, that, and, well, okay. Depending on – no, it's still weird. I'm backing up. I was like depending <laughs> on what he says about cuddle because even his cuddling was like sitting on a couch and putting your arm like around their shoulder. And I was like, no. Like, you know, we talk about – you know, I go see Miss H all the time and we sit on a couch and watch movies <laughs> together. Nobody's arm is over anybody's shoulder. That would be weird. Yeah, that's just not like, a thing. <laughs> Unless you're like trying to get with that friend. But like that's just not – no. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean I, I definitely think we're going to see a lot out of Elijah because I think Elijah is going to be 
much more willing to be confrontational. Yeah. Right? I think it's really good that he came on this trip because he's definitely going to be needed. Yeah. Yeah. It just she, she just has kind of this, I don't know, like, you know, dream scenario of what this guy is. And I just I just think I, I can already kind of see you, you see where they're kind of going with it, where he was like, oh, I had no idea what I was getting into. And now I don't want to back out and I don't want to say anything. I don't want to sound like I'm a jerk, but I also don't want to do this. <laughs> I'm kind of almost wondering if this is a little bit on Alina too, though, because this is the second relationship that she's met somebody online like this. Yeah. And the first guy, it sounds like he was scared off by all of the, you know, everything that's involved. So maybe she didn't give him enough warning. Right. And it all it, I can see it being a little bit tricky too, because we've seen some of the pictures that she sends and stuff, and it definitely doesn't really give an accurate representation maybe of like what you're going to see when you get here. Right. Right. And right. I, I just I, I I do think that her size really just was was shocking to him. I think so too. And yeah. And it's just but that's that's kind of on both of them. Like you 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 know, it, it's it seems like that. I don't know. I think I think they're def- totally setting up Caleb to be like a villain of the season of just <laughs> a big stoner dummy. Speaking of, did you see all of the holes in his shirt? I just wanted to mention that. <laughs> No, but he probably like he probably has one of those shirts that you pay a lot of money for. That come looks with like holes. it's yes, yeah. I totally think that's what it was. But I was just like laughing at that when I saw it. Oh yeah, but he came out of his like bathroom shower that he did last time. Yeah, I mean him and his hat and stuff. He he, I mean he just looks like a douche. But like <laughs> that's he's it, just trying way too he's hard. Trying way so hard. Everything he does just screams of I'm putting a lot of effort into this. Even. Even and especially what he's doing here with Alina is just like, I'm really trying very hard to not sound like a jerk about this, <laughs> but this is weird. All right. Well, should we move on? Yes. All right. So um, let's go to Kim and Usman. Um, Kim arrives in Zanzibar about after about 30 hours of traveling, but Usman is not arriving until the next day. Kim's a little worried about her safety, but she trusts her instincts and was in the military. So she should kill you with her bare hands if she wants. You know, they do that, right? <laughs> She chats with the cab driver and tells him how she is meeting her potential boyfriend and tells us that she is hoping this trip will make things official. Other than being in the military, this is basically her first time traveling and it's a much different kind of trip. She arrives at the resort and ends up booking the honeymoon suite and hopes that Usman will end up with her by the end of the trip. But for now, he'll have a separate room. The next day, Kim wears her Usman t-shirt and heads to the airport to meet him with roses in hand. He arrives with his manager... Badmus and assistant slam tea. He asks them to wait there so he can meet Kimbali alone. They see each other and Usman says Kim looks way better than he expected. Maybe 31 or 32 years old. He can't stop saying her name. (laughs) Kimbali. Slam tea walks over and calls Kim a super fan and she's not happy about it. Badmus and slam tea are skeptical of Kim and start giving her a hard time in the car but Usman steps in and tells him to stop asking her stupid questions. Back at the hotel, Usman is getting settled in, and Kim tells him to come to her room when he's done unpacking. It's decked out with romantic things like flowers on the bed and swan-shaped towels. Usman likes the room, but he also feels like it's way too much since he isn't her boyfriend yet. Kim gives him a MacBook Pro and a PS5. He loves the gifts and says she's really a potential level now as he makes out with the gifts. Kim is hoping to get as much action as the gifts, but in the end, Usman goes back to his room for the night. Do you think he'll end up staying with Kim at all during this trip? Oh, geez. This doesn't sound good. <laughs> like, it doesn't. It sounds – it very much sounds like a 
um, I'm in it for the visa like thing. Right. And speaking of who's trying to sound like a cool girlfriend, like, oh my you know, gosh, right. <laughs> right. I'm you cool. I got you a PS five. Aren't I cool? I came all the way to Zanzibar for you. I'm so cool. And He's even like, eh, I'm not even sure you're my girlfriend. Yet. But he definitely seemed like really happy about how she looked. Right? Like Yes. Um, and I don't know if we're just comparing that to I know you didn't see the season with his ex Lisa on it, but she definitely looks a lot better than Lisa. <laughs> okay. Um, however, she doesn't look 31 or 32. Oh no, definitely like, that's not. Just, definitely not. <laughs> that's just blowing smoke up her ass. Yeah. Like, and so I mean, he's he's a good he is a pretty good faker, right? He, he's he's actually you know quite quite good at like saying that the Kimbali. Oh, he loves saying her Kimbali, name. <laughs> like, and like I don't know, and he definitely liked the PS Five, like made out with that more than she did. But she, oh man, talk about people who do too much. Right? Oh yeah, way too much, way too much, way too much. And like even like she's not even like hinting at stuff. She literally is like. I wish I was getting as much action as that as that video game was. And it's like, that doesn't help. Like, that's no, not a turn on for anybody. I mean, she had like rose petals on the bed. Like, it was just the whole thing. I mean, you're here to try to form a relationship with this guy and you're acting like you're on your honeymoon. It was yeah. a lot. Yeah. Well, even she even mentioned, he even mentioned that when she said it's the honeymoon suite. He's like, you know what honeymoon means, right? Because <laughs> what we're doing right now is not that, right? That is not honeymoon. Right, but the other thing we didn't know about her, right, and she mentioned it a couple of times, was the military thing. Right, right, yeah. And I don't know, I thought it was funny because she was like, I could kill you with a bare hands, that's what we do. And I was like, I've known a lot of people who came from the army, and most of them could not kill me with their bare hands. <laughs> <laughs> In terms of that. But it seems like weird, and it, I don't know, it just seems like she also kind of played it up because she was like, she even said she was a secretary. Like, I don't think she was in, she wasn't an infantry because back then they didn't allow women, women to be in infantry. Right. right. So it was like, yeah, you went to a dangerous war. And then like, it was Desert Storm, which I know was like a conflict and everything, but it was also like, it lasted no. like 30 days or something like that. <laughs> but I just wonder if she's going to keep bringing that up or if that's like the last we'll hear of it. I mean, she brought it up a couple times and it was kind of a strange thing to... Well, I guess it wasn't strange to, like, say that in terms of I can take care of myself, but she, like, brought it up again to the cab driver. Right. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is I, I'm not even sure it means you can take care of yourself because you literally went with, like, thousands and thousands of other people who set up a camp for you. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I, I don't know that it necessarily means you can, you know, go and navigate a country where you don't speak the language. Um, although it does seem like people, everybody there mostly speaks English, like as evidenced by that whole huddle of cab drivers they had. Like <laughs> come out and be like, cab, cab, you need a cab? So what did you think of his friends? Oh, so I, here's my, I don't know if it's a real thing. Obviously they're, they were being jerks, right? Oh, they were being so mean. Especially because, um, like before they even met, he was like, you cannot call her fangirl. Like, you yeah. do not call her super fan. You cannot call her And then he fan. blatantly went against that and called it to her like, like multiple times. Immediately. And, I, it, and he called it to her and she said, please don't call me that. And then he just continued to call Well, and then that. they do that thing. Why, why, why would you even care if it's what you are? Why would you even care if it? But I wonder, I'm actually a little bit, um, go, I wonder if it was a, um, I wonder if it was a play. 
Like, did he tell his friends, hey, like, give her a hard time. Like, call her fangirl and I'll, I'll like stand up for her oh, and back you down maybe, and maybe. look like big. Interesting. Like- <laughs> I didn't think about that. Because I was like, oh, man, like, you go, you stand up to your friends. <laughs> yeah, like, totally, like, I think, oh, did, weren't you telling me about the person who had the move where they got pushed into? Yes, it was. <laughs> Wait, the, the, you had a friend who had a move where, like, they would, they would, get, they would push me, push me into this guy behind me and, then, like, be all belligerent and angry. <laughs> we'll just go with that. I don't remember <laughs> that at all. <laughs> but, like, the idea is, like, two girls end up going to a bar and, like, my roommate, like, you, she pushed me and you push her into a guy and he, like, spills his beer or whatever. Oh, and then, yeah, yeah, And yeah. then you go, my roommate's being a bitch. I can't believe this. And he's like, hey, you want to back? And all of a sudden you're in there, right? Like, same Open kind of thing. Open the conversation. Yes. But this is, like, not even opening the conversation. It's, like. It's more just, like, you get props for. Yeah. yeah like, yep, how to, yep. how to rule up my own props for doing this. It's just, I don't know. It's, I just seems everything seems so calculated and fake with him that it's like, I think he's mostly going to be disappointed that she doesn't know the score. Like, I don't think she knows what's going on in terms of this being more or less transactional. Um, And I hope that she's not, doesn't get strung too far along because he just, I mean, as much as he likes to say her name and do things in public, I mean, in private, when they got in the room, he was like, oh, he was not. Yeah, I'm going to step out like, but I definitely think that is true in terms of what happened last time he was with the older American. And it was like, like, as soon as they got together and like the things, she was like, I own you, you're mine. Why would you do anything but hide anything but me? And so he's like, now we're going to pump the brakes on this. Till we see where things are coming. <laughs> All right. So speaking of. I don't even know where I'm going. Oh, pumping the brakes. Well, <laughs> the gas and the brakes. We get to Gino and Jasmine. So Gino is feeling a lot of love from Jasmine here in Panama City. And they're going to the restaurant for their meal. Well, restaurant is in quotes because it's either very staged or very COVID-y. Because they go, looks like they go to the hotel restaurant and they're the only ones there. So they order their food. And Gino's order of a cheeseburger has, you know, healthy vegan Jasmine already on edge. But... Not as much on edge as uh, later on. So we do see a little bit of Jasmine kind of gets a message from a friend and uses that as a back door to be like, well, I'll show you my messages and then you can show me all of yours. Um, but this it, oh, this final, it's um, Gino know like for real because he didn't wasn't sure about it before that she wasn't joking about this looking at your phone stuff. She really wants to keep tabs on his phone. But you know, the real stuff that comes when he goes to pay the bill. So as he goes to pay the bill, they have a small cultural misunderstanding about about tipping, which then turns into a whole big blowout. Right. Gino insists on leaving a tip and Jasmine's like, why would you leave a tip? We don't leave tips here. And he's like, but I want to do it to be nice. And she immediately jumps to uh, are you, do you have a thing for the waitress? Are you trying to get with the waitress? And then it gets worse and she just gets all snippy and then tells me ruined everything. So that attitude is still holding up and she's still giving the silent treatment as they get to the room. And, you know, Gino's like, this is probably not good. We got in a fight on our first night. I was hoping to get lucky tonight. You know, ah, doesn't look that great. But as he's debating, you know, as Jasmine's taking a shower and he's debating on whether or not he should take one of his Viagras that he brought. Uh, <laughs> because, you know, she might not be in the mood and then he's stuck having taken the pill and it's a whole thing. Um But anyway, she seems in a much better mood when she gets out of the shower in what she says are her pajamas, but was clearly lingerie. Um, 
anyway, she's definitely, you know, aiming at, at, at doing it tonight. And it doesn't seem like he had an opportunity to take one of his pills. So she tries, she starts to get things started, but he's old and his shoulders asleep and he's got to move and he keeps like giggling and stuff. And eventually they do start making out. But, you know, he reminds us again that it's been a while for him and that he's worried he won't be able to perform up to, let's say, her standards. Um, and then at the very end, she's like, take your hat off. And he's like, no. So I don't know. It just seems like this is going to be. Let's put it this way. I'm guessing the next episode is going to start with both of them telling us about how the night went. <laughs> so what kind of predictions do you have for how that's going to what they're going to say about that? Oh, gosh. Oh, my gosh. I don't even know. I feel like the hat's not coming off. First of all, I think he's going to sleep in it. I think it's probably super glued to his head. Um, I feel like maybe they're going to get intimate, but I don't think it's going to be great. I think she's going to be kind of bummed out. And I think he's probably also going to be bummed out because, yeah. Because she's obviously going to be bummed out. If (laughs) she's bummed out about it, she's, he's going to know. Oh yeah, for sure. Right. It's not like she's not going to, she's not going to put on a show and pretend and be like, oh, that was great. It's, it's, she's going to be like. You didn't do it for me, buddy. You better get better. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. That is certainly going to be the case because, I mean, she has no qualms about making demands at all. <laughs> you think she'll get the hat off of him? That's, that's, I don't know. Like, you'd think it would because even when they were like making out, it was getting in the way. How do you? It's just like, it looks awkward to be laying in a bed under covers, like in pajamas wearing a hat. Like, who does that? Yeah, it's so, it's so weird. And like, just, just yeah, to try to be, and then. Like it was, I don't know. It definitely like was a weird, awkward. It was, was already so weird awkward. and awkward. The whole phone the hat. situation. I mean, he spent what twenty minutes looking for a phone charger. Really, dude, your Why girlfriend is laying in her bed wearing not pajamas, and you're trying to find your phone charger right now. Well, I gotta, gotta make sure it's, it's charged. I gotta make. <laughs> I I thought he was trying to find a phone charger in that he was trying to find the pills. Find the pills and say how he didn't long did they take, take to kick in anyway? I don't know. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> um, so, like, I, I, I know it does take some time, but it seems like he was not at all prepared for what was going on. And I, I, I do get his dilemma. She seemed like- really mad, right? And it was like, eh, I, I think before they got in a fight, it was like 90% chance this happening tonight. 99% chance this happened. And then it's like, drops to 50-50, and you're like, well, yeah, and in in his defense, it kind of seems like a lot of people, if they got into a fight, you know, I mean, it's not like you've been together for years and years and years and you can just like brush it aside. This is your first night that you met. If you're in a fight, I could see him thinking she wouldn't be up for it. Right, right. And especially he said it's been years for him, which you could tell because of the amount of giggling that goes on. So that he was awkward. Doing. Oh, my God. Like, it's not that is not something that gets people <laughs> <laughs> Especially with that laugh. Oh my gosh, she has such an unfortunate laugh. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a really bad laugh. And yeah, yeah, because you don't know who she is. But I mean, we it's something they're certainly setting up is that she has much higher energy than him. Oh yeah, in that department yeah. than yep. than he does. And, and I, I don't think don't... that's going to necessarily be a disappointment for him. I think that like he was smart to bring those little blue pills. <laughs> yeah, but I, I even think even with that, he's gonna. I think he's gonna have a lot of trouble keeping up. Yeah. Um, in terms of what, what she wants and what it, how it goes. Like, I think after the first, you know, couple times or whatever, he's going to be like, well, we need a, 
let's day, right? And she's going to be like, nope, no, we don't. <laughs> Get down there. <laughs> <laughs> let's go. Um, yeah. Oh, so random sidebar. Mm-hmm. Uh, I Googled it. And according to Google, a 10% tip is customary in Panama. Oh, interesting. I, I'm not surprised by that because of the number of, you know, U.S. military and stuff that was in Panama for so long. We had, you know, we basically owned the canal. Um, but yeah, that is that is interesting that she was just like, why would you tip? Why would you tip? And then weirdly just jump straight to like most You're people attracted like, to her. Yeah, you must be <laughs> attracted to her. And it was like. And this person, the clearly set up person that was brought in here by production because this restaurant's obviously closed and we're like doing the – because I mean, if you look at this stuff, a lot of these when I looked at – you know, we were watching on the airport and stuff, there was like Christmas trees and wreaths and stuff. Most of these were filmed I think like last December. Okay. Which was like, you know, everybody prime, stayed home for, COVID, yeah. for Christmas and everything, all that stuff. It was like definitely prime COVID time. So I, I – guarantee a lot of these um setups that we see in restaurants and stuff are going to be closed restaurants that they're like we're going to film in here with these two people right but i mean she also is totally not subtle with her i got a message and oh my god you do you think she set that up too oh 100 100 percent. she like, she, like it says, i don't oh, know that she like paula is my girlfriend paulina so you should paul it was paul yeah it was like you wouldn't put Paula in the in your on your contact. You would put Paul. Like no, you just did that so he would see a guy's name and like, not who's Paul. <laughs> and you just wanted the words who's Paul. That's the only word he didn't even. He wasn't even like accusatory about it. He was like, oh, who's Paul? And she was like, well, wouldn't you like to know? I'm gonna respond in front of you. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna show read my you messages, my messages read the while whole we're conversation. Doing. And while we're at it, let's take a look at yours. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah, she's just. It, it, I just, I mean, I think that those two things, I think she's just too much for him on multiple fronts. I think she's too much for anybody. A lot of people. Yeah. yeah. Oh, she's definitely too much for me. I wouldn't, I, day one, if it if it was like the first time she was like, I need you to FaceTime while you're ordering at the restaurant. I'd be like, yo, no, that's not happening. It's We're, just rude. We I are mean, done. like that's not normal. It's not. And it's so, could you imagine being, oh, and I feel so bad. I always feel so bad for the servers and stuff that are put in these situations. Like, at least when they were having the argument over the dumb tip, she wasn't, like, standing at the table. Right, right. I hate right. when they have fights and they're just like, just, did you want something to drink? <laughs> just want to leave. Please stop. Let me go away. <laughs> All right. Who's next? All right. Um, let's go to um, Memphis and um, Hamza. So Memphis made it to Paris and has a three-hour layover until her next flight to Tunisia. <laughs> She reminds us that she's had a hard childhood and she was in the foster care system. Um, next, we see Hazma kickboxing and talking with his trainer about Memphis and her plump, sexy body. He tells us that he got hooked on her because of sexy time. He hopes that Memphis is not someone who has been in a lot of relationships, but also he doesn't want her to be boring. The next day, Hazma is woken up by his mother, Hyatt, and tells us living with your parents is common in Tunisia until you get married. His mom pretty much does everything from for him, from cooking to cleaning to making his bed. Um, his mom tell he tells his mom she will have to teach Memphis how to cook. His mom has no problem with Memphis being a foreigner, but she wants to make sure she's good enough for Hazma, Hamza. Hamza's sister Rawi gets home and asks if Memphis knows their lifestyle and that she and her mom comment about the revealing clothing they have seen Memphis wear in pictures. They talk about where Memphis will be sleeping, which is not in the same room as Hazma. 
Cosmo is worried because he already told Memphis they would be staying together. Um, later, he's on the way to the airport, and he tells us that he's hoping to get to America to find work to help his mom out. They finally meet, and the producer asks them what they think, and Hasma looks at Memphis and says, no problem, it's fine, <laughs> for an awkward <laughs> silence. Memphis realizes the language barrier is a lot harder than she thought, and it might be a problem with her wish to get married on this trip. Yeah. Oh, jeez. So, do you think Hamza is going to expect Memphis to take over the role his mom plays? Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's always tricky with these ones, like... And I'd say these ones because, like, the producers tend to pick very specific people out of Muslim countries, right? They really want the maximum amount of, like, they generally go for the maximum amount of, of you know, uh, conservatism among among them. Like, oh, man, you can't do you, – you married this girl. She's got to – she has to quit her job and she has to take care of the house and she has to make these five specific meals every week or else how can how can you get married to this person, right? They, they tend to do that. But this one already kind of started off – differently because the mom's divorced right right and that's yep. something we have not seen from from this part of the world and and so and it is clearly a, an issue for the family you know the ability like oh if she was married she could get a job but she's divorced so nah she can't get a job no chance yeah and, um and so i don't know i hope he doesn't think she's going to take over like exactly what she's doing because she still has like choo-choo train sheets on the kid and like dude's bed and everything. Oh my man. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, were they choo-choos? What were they? But they I were don't like even know. They were definitely the kid sheets. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And that was where they were gonna have Memphis stay, right? That's like, where he <laughs> thought she was gonna stay. Like, and that's one of those things too, where like it, it, it it's that we we always get super annoyed at people who do this thing where they just like, oh man. I don't want to ask this question. So I just won't. And the problem will go away by itself. <laughs> and it's like, well, you eventually were going to have to say that that was your plan. You were eventually going to have to figure out where she was going to sleep. And like, he just didn't ask, I guess, didn't think of it. And then just this, because he did, he had to know, he has to know growing up in this household that that would have at least been an issue. Right. And if he thought it was going to be an issue, why did he tell her, oh, no problem. Take care of. We got it. Exactly. Because you know it's going to be a problem. It's not going away. Yeah. Well, I guess, no, she, she is going to stay in that room, right? Now that I'm thinking about it. He thought they were going to stay there together. But the, they want him to stay on the couch, On the couch. Right? They want him yeah. to stay on the couch. And so she's going to sleep on his kitchen. I mean, he did say she treats me like I'm a baby still. Right? But it's just, I mean, and yes, this is what, this is what we get into the show for. Like, honestly, is these cultural like things are more cultural significant i totally buy him like yeah people live with their families and they probably live with their parents all the time it's just that at some point you provide more than the parents and other parents are spending their retirement years with you right multi-generational right. households are like the norm in a lot of parts of the world but man when you're an american woman and you're like so this guy has no job he lives with his mom who changes his kid sheets for him and now I'm here. It's like it, it, and, and she's I mean, like she's a very educated, smart woman. Oh yeah, totally. So she's not gonna wanna be with somebody who she's not gonna wanna go and become like a housewife. That's well, not the, her. The deal. thing is, is like it, she's a nurse practitioner, right? She's not even like an RN. She's a she's a nurse practitioner. He's not gonna get a job that pays that pays anywhere near no, what hers pays. No. Like not even not for if he and maybe that's fine for as long years. as he's not gonna have a problem with that. I mean Right. Right. Well, and then that's the thing, too, is he did say, you know, oh, we're going to get that big American salary. And it's like, OK, but 
Like, I, I feel like a lot of people from overboard and people do manage to send money home and everything too. But it's never like as easy as a, as a solution as people think because people always think about that big American salary and never think about that big American rent and that, right. <laughs> and that big American food bill, that big American gas bill that I'm going to have to pay, right? Because that, that comes with it. They think like, holy crap, I'm living on, you know, if I'm living on $100 a week now, I'm making $1,000 a week. Oh boy. And you're like, yeah, but like all the expenses, you know, everything more expensive. Yeah. your rent isn't $80. So it's a lot different now. Right. Plus she has kids. So it's, it's like even more expensive. Oh yeah, totally. Totally. That he has nothing to do with, but I mean, I think he might be onto the point where he's thinking like, wow, she's taking care of stuff and she's going to be able to handle it. But she already pays for the two kids. She has this good paying job. So any money I make, I can just send it all right home, home. Yeah. which is a conflict that again, something you need to talk about. Yep, right. For sure. Because uh, there's going to be two different assumptions going on here. She's going to assume he's going to contribute. He's going to assume he's sending all his money home. And then, you know, I, from the American perspective, that's tough for me to be paying somebody's bills oh, and paying for somebody's in here for all of his money to go somewhere else. Yeah. That no, gets old real that fast. That gets old really fast. Yep. And so, but we know they haven't talked about it because they can't talk to each other. Oh, the language barrier is just so yeah. ridiculous. I mean, it's fine. <laughs> what do you think? How do you think she looks good? It's fine. <laughs> and then she even said something like, what did she say? Oh, I'm not too big for you or something like that. And he was like, good. It's fine. It's fine. Good. Oh, wow. <laughs> and it was, and it was, he wasn't being a jerk. He literally did not know what people were saying to him. Right, right. Like right. he did not understand what they were saying. So he was just like, good, good, fine, good, Yeah, fine. I think he was definitely excited to see her, but it was just, I mean. Totally. I don't, other than sexy time, does he know any Anything English? Of- yeah. Does he know any English? Does he know anything like about her? Like what? Probably not. He can't. How can you even? Right. And so, and that's setting up the expectation, especially on this trip where she's expecting to get married on this trip, it's like crazy. within a couple of weeks. Does he even know that? Does he know that's what her expectation is? I don't, we have, it hasn't been clear, but she does. I mean, he did discuss the idea of marriage with his mom and sister briefly. Uh-huh. And so I don't know if maybe that's also what he's thinking, but yeah, he well, didn't I, specifically say like married on this trip. Right. Well, I definitely think it's a, I don't think, you know, cultural wise, this is like, no, you wouldn't bring somebody home unless you were like seriously considering marrying them. Right. And right. so it's definitely going to be something that, that is a consideration, whether or not it happens on this trip or whatever. Right. But like. I don't know. I'm worried about I'm worried about the guy, too, because he mentioned a couple times he does his kickboxing. Right? We had a kickboxing instructor. But did you catch the part where he talked about why he doesn't drive? I think I missed that. What did oh, you say? man. He said he doesn't drive because he took driving lessons. And like when it was time for the test, he punched the instructor and what? so didn't get his driver's license. Oh, I absolutely missed that. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm like definitely worried. He's obviously has some he anger obviously has issues. anger issues that we haven't seen yeah. yet with too so that's all that's a concern oh my gosh yeah definitely <laughs> i know right it's, oh, it's just yeah it comes out of nowhere and that was it he just nonchalantly says it well i punched the driving instructor so i didn't i didn't pass the test then i'm like wait 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 let's back up and get to the part where he assaulted people there was a theme of assault actually in this episode we give that and then you know <laughs> and then, <Later laughs> on, yeah and why don't we just jump on into um, the other theme of assault uh, that came that came up, and that is part of Mike and Hemet's story. Thankfully, it's not Mike. So, uh, it's a packing scene of a day to leave, and thankfully, we're not really subjected to anything super weird. 
right? Like we had like, you know, boobs or condoms or anything like protein powders, things like that. <laughs> just shorts, lots of shorts, lots of shorts for Mike because it's hot and toys for the kids. And oh, yeah, maybe one thing that's a bit weird, an engagement ring, right? Which uh, he hopes to use before the end of the trip. So Mike stops in the kitchen to say goodbye to his dad, Larry, and his grandpa and gives they give him the old be careful out there speech. Grandpa is concerned that, you know, they won't be able to understand each other, but that's what Google's for. So anyway, he tells Larry what the plan is. They're going to try to go, do a missed trip. Hopefully when he comes back, they'll start the K-1 process. And then once she's here, they can bring the kids over. So then, you know, their little quiet three-guy house won't be so quiet anymore. So anyway, after he leaves, Grandpa says that Mike is probably not making a good decision here. Um, and then we get Mike's walk to the airport, you know, off to Columbia, through the airport. I'm so nervous, all that stuff. And he's off. So then when Mike lands in Pereira, he says that Jimena talked to him on the phone, you know, earlier saying that she would meet him at the baggage claim. But when he gets down there, it's a ghost town. Nobody's there. He texts when he landed and we see him waiting around for 30 minutes before. And I don't know if she texted him or whatever. And he leaves the baggage area and seems to run into her. And that's the like, latest thing we see of her because then we rewind to do the 24-hour earlier thing. Uh, flashback to Jimena. She is a 24-year-old single mom who lives with her nine-year-old and her three-year-old. Um, so we'll come back to this later, but she's 24 and lives with her nine-year-old. So she's certainly seen some things. So her older kid's dad, again, the one that was born when she was 15, was a one-night stand and isn't around. While her younger kid's dad is in jail following uh, the assault. He was defending his uncle's honor and ended up in jail somehow. We don't know exactly what he did, but whatever he did landed him in jail. So based on her story, she got pregnant when he was in jail. Like in the jail, like during a visit. Um, but they also kind of let him out a bit. So they do still see him. Um, and I, I'm guessing he's going to be a concern in this story because at some point she slipped up during the introduction and said, well, you know, I love him. I mean, I used to love him. <laughs> and she is struggling right now because she doesn't have any work. She's a manicurist and the pandemic has basically made given, taken everything away. So at the apartment, she points out all the furniture, the appliances that Mike has paid for. And she's basically getting by on the money he's sending down there. She says that in the past, she was been with physically intimidating guys, but Mike is a change, but he has a physically intimidating heart. So anyway, she keeps up with her nail practice on her stepmother, Adriana, and starts to have a conversation with her dad, Hamir. They're concerned about the language barrier as well, and they are also worried that Mike might be some, you know, somebody who's not presenting himself the way he actually is. But they're also concerned that, you know, bringing a stranger around their, around their small kids, kids. Uh, she is actually more nervous um, that, you know, there's actually, again, we always see this all the time, some secrets that are that she's keeping from Mike that he doesn't know about. All right. So what do you think now? Is it after seeing Jimena, are you more confident that she's scamming him? Less confident that she's scamming him? Like, how, where do you assess the realness of the situation? Oh, my God. She's definitely scamming him. <laughs> she's definitely scamming him. I mean, like... Oh my gosh. I, I don't even like all the things that he bought for her. He basically paid for her entire apartment and everything that's in it. Her appliances. Yeah. I mean, that's wow. I mean, it sounds like he's paying a rent. Like yes. he said I was helping out with rent, but the way she said it is like, no, he's paying my rent. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, I mean, it's like you said, it sounds like she's still got feelings for the 
ex in jail. Yeah. And now he's coming over and he's just paying for everything. And that's yes. what this relationship is. I, yeah. That, it, I mean, they very much made it sound like it very much sounded like she that can't work right now because she has a job. Her her partner can't work right now because he's in jail and they need money somehow. And Mike is the money. And I, I, I seriously do think that this other guy in jail, they're still together. Like oh, it's sure. not even like – it's not even – I think of myself – I think they're just – I think she's in on it. I think she's like, hey, I got this American guy who's going to send me money. And he's like, you can get money, get money. Like, go for it. I'm curious if they'll ever show the guy in jail. That's interesting. I wonder Because I also wonder what her secrets are. Because those secrets well, are – it's got to be that, right? That she's still with the guy? No, that she has a, like a kid with the dad in jail. Well, he knows, he knows about the that? kids. He knows about the kids. I don't know if he knows that the that – the, kid was like conceived in jail like which really (laughs) bad idea by the way really bad idea (laughs) oh i'm going to have i'm going to purposely have a child with a partner who can physically not be here to help yeah it just sounds like a horrible idea we cannot wait until you're out of jail like (laughs) i mean yeah and and and, and, like i said like i'm going through this man she got pregnant when she was 15 yeah like yeah kid the kid was born when she was 15 i should say yeah right and like they they didn't kind of talk about that like at all i'm like wow like that's well and they don't because the other one is like you know it's kind of burying the lead there because you're like wow you were 15 and pregnant yeah the other time though uh, i went to jail and purposely gotten pregnant from an <laughs> inmate and you're like whoa wait hold up no we don't have to talk about this we don't have to talk more about it's this like one bad now. Life choices. <laughs> <Just> terrible <laughs> life choices but i mean it leaves her where she is now i mean it just and like i mean the boys seem okay so far and you never yeah. want to you never want to say anything bad about the kids but it's just wow, a, a, a tough situation, and I, it's a tough situation that Mike is just in no way emotionally ready to. No, handle. I don't know that he knows what he's getting into, and I, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I hope he. I feel kind of bad for him because I feel like he's really got his heart on the line for this. Yeah, I feel like it's gonna blow up in his face, but also. <sighs> kind of think he's being dumb so i don't right, know right i mean it, 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 he's just so inexperienced that it's like yes. it throws me off yes. right he's got nothing so i'm like well how are you supposed to know what a red flag looks like if you've never seen the color red or seen a flag before exactly. like, you know? I mean, this is like the first one who's paid him attention so now yeah. of course he's gonna do everything he can for her he doesn't want to lose her but yeah i mean you're right like he's he's in his 30s right he's 30 yeah 34 something? something like that yeah 34 yeah. I mean, and she just – she doesn't seem to be into him at all. Like she basically said he's not attractive. Like no. when they were t- – when they said, tell us about Mike. And he's like, well, he's not attractive. But – He's like, got an attractive heart, which is <laughs> which very means, important. But like uh, you're going to be attractive in her ter- In her terms, attractive heart means he keeps sending me money, yes, right? he's got money. He's, he's paying got for money. my stuff. Right. And the fact that she wasn't at the airport – like for him is also not a good sign. Now, granted, you're a single mom of two kids. You aren't getting everywhere on time. Like that's that is a given. Well, they ended with the at the airport, right? Yeah. So she was so there eventually. She'll be there. Yeah. Yeah. And it sounded like oh, yeah, it yeah. looked like he walked out and was like, hey, mama. And like as she was walking out. That's right. So it, she was there, but she was like, you know, a half hour, 45 minutes late or something like that. Getting him off the plane, which I mean, by the time you actually get through customs and get you now, granted, this again was COVID. at the height of COVID. <laughs> so he might have been the only person like on the plane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you probably got through customs pretty easily right then. So. Um, I can see I can see where that goes, but it's just yeah, I it I can't get over just how much this just screams scam. Now it's funny because we 
I think it's going to zag in a little bit of different direction. I hope it does. I hope our secrets are actually good secrets because we've seen, you know, secrets that are like, well, the secret was when we started talking, I was also talking to other guys. Like, oh my God, oh, terrible thing, right? <laughs> but it's also, but sometimes the secrets are like, when we had Jenny and Submit, the secrets are like, I'm married, actually. Like, well, <laughs> I was actually just like, going to say, like, I don't know exactly how it works, but in order to have a conjugal visit, would she have had to have been married to him? Oh, I have no idea how it works in Colombia because she made it sound like he gets like work released every other weekend, right? And he's out, like he literally can, is allowed to leave the jail and visit them. You know, with his visit his children. I was totally imagining them doing it in a jail cell. I think they might have been doing it. She, the way she described it was very specific about like where her legs were and everything. (laughs) No, she said that she said they did it, and then she got home and like put her legs over her head. Yeah, that's that's right. That's supposed to like help the pregnancy or whatever. But yeah, but she mentioned that 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 she does get out to see the kid. It's just we we kind of think of jail as a very specific, like the American way, and Americans are very Americans are very jaily country like we're just like yeah put him in jail throw away the key no you don't get out you don't get out if you get out you're gonna run away all right all right should i move on move on this is the big one i feel oh, like they gosh. took up like almost half the <laughs> there show there is so much for this one right so i'm just gonna i'm just gonna go for it here um so it's ella and johnny and so we meet ella she's 29 years old from idaho falls idaho oh, uh gosh. she's dressed in i believe a sword dance costume Um, And we see her in the front yard hitting a dummy with a sword over and over. Mm -hmm. Um, She's obsessed with Asian culture and is really into fantasy worlds and cosplay. The entire exterior of her house is painted purple. um, And inside there's dragon figurines and anime posters all over. Um, She struggled with her weight her whole life and she never felt like she fit in, which is why she thinks she gravitates towards fantasy. In the past, she's been in some bad relationships, so she decided to look outside of Idaho. Her fantasy man would be an exact blueprint of her favorite anime crutch, which is red hair, green eyes, and a fox demon inside him. She By the met- way, I'll stop you there. We, I, with my daughters, figured out who that was. <laughs> who was it? It is uh, Kurama from Yu Yu Hashoko. Kurama is the name of the character. You, the fox demon thing, way more common in anime than you think it would be. Oh, but- okay. All right. Well, Well, she meets Johnny and he, you know, he's her man. He's her. She calls him her Asian prince. Um, And they met on Asian men, white women. So she's, you know, his type as well. Um, Johnny's from China and he's 34 years old. They've been talking for about a year and a half and became an official couple about six months ago. Um, But due to COVID, Ella hasn't been able to go to China. So Johnny's applying for a travel visa to come visit her. Um, Ella grew up on a ranch that's been in the family for several generations, and her hope is that she and Johnny can eventually take it over, but Johnny's never had any experience around a ranch or common ranch animals. Um, later on, we meet Ella's mom, Debbie, who asks her what the plan is. They talk about how supportive Johnny is about Ella's weight, and he wants to help her work towards getting healthy. Debbie's worried that Johnny is going to take advantage of Ella, but she believes Johnny is in it for her. Johnny is going to be staying with Ella for about three months, and she's hoping to be engaged by the end of the trip. Um, And then later on, Ella and her roommate Sonia meet their friend Corby for lunch, and they talk about Johnny and his past. They find out that Johnny is divorced and a single dad to five-year-old Stoney. He has full custody, but Stoney lives with his grandparents because of Johnny's job. He sees him a couple times a month, and Stoney has video chatted with Ella. 
Ella's friends don't love the idea that Johnny is okay with leaving his son for months at a time to come to America. Ella tells them how she's never been naked on video chat, but she'll whip out a boob for Johnny to masturbate to. Corby's a little shocked, but Sonia isn't surprised because she's seen Ella's vibrator collection. Sex is important to Ella, and in the past, she's dated an Indian man who uh, wasn't into being sexual. Ella thinks it's because of the, her weight, and it really took a toll on her self-esteem. So, do you think Johnny is going to live up to Ella's fantasy man dreams? Uh, probably. Now, no, maybe. Okay. So, in terms of looks, yes, because uh, she's her looks in terms of is he a man? Is he Asian? Check, <laughs> check. Which I, I mean, I called it out when it's when it goes the other way. Like, I think that's super gross. Right. Totally gross. Um, it, it's just, you know, dehumanizing and fetishizing somebody's race is like gross. And I didn't I don't like it when because I've it, it's always rubbed me the wrong way on this show. We've seen it before when like people go on like when you go on race specific websites and it's one thing if it's like your own race and you're just trying to, oh, I want somebody who understands what it's like to be Asian in America, whatever. Like, that makes sense to me and I'm OK with that. But looking out and be like. No, I want specifically to get a Filipino. I want specifically to get, even if it's Russian or right, things like that, just really rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah, it's definitely weird. So it's very, very weird. But I don't, I I think she's going to have trouble. I don't think he's going to be into her, her physically. Well, I was kind of curious to see what you thought about, um, like he kept mentioning wanting to be, help her with her weight, wanting to cook healthy. So do you think he's attracted to her the way she is now? Or do you think he's like, well, I'm only going to be with you if you lose weight and I'll help you lose weight, but you got to lose weight. Yeah, I think he is similar to her. So he, he I mean, he's got the same thing going on. I want a Western woman. Right. Um, yeah, I, I think he is like, this is the best I could do. Like, maybe we can improve things a little bit, make it work. Um, but I don't I don't know that he'll be as blunt is that like if you lose weight then we can be together as much as it's going to be like him just being like I'll cook for you and then if it doesn't happen eventually gets to the point where it'd be like listen like my expectation for this relationship was that you were at your biggest and you were just going to get smaller as we were together because because they do that too like that whole conversation about like well you know he's Asian so it's vegetarian and healthy and like what okay Every every culture has unhealthy food that they eat. I yeah. promise you that. Like, like his whatever salt and MSG that he's going to put on his food, that's going to go like whatever it is. I'm sure that you can have a healthy diet and an unhealthy diet in any every culture's culture. cuisine. Exactly. Yes. Yep. And like it, 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 I think he's going to be, you know, because what the like his mom said or whoever he was talking to was like, well, how much does she eat? Like, yeah. Like, because it is one thing if you if you cook something healthy and you know, oh, well, I cooked a hundred calorie meal, but if you eat ten servings of it, you're like, okay, that was a thousand calories still, like, right, whatever it is. And I don't want to say that because there was actually a really interesting article, in I think it was the New York Times a couple of weeks ago that was basically like, we have no idea why people lose weight. Like they, some people like they cut their calories and they don't lose weight. And some people exercise and they don't lose weight. They're like we, some people lose weight for doing this. Some people lose weight doing. We we don't know. It's so utterly complex that if she does have to look for somebody who, she does have to try to find somebody who's into her for her. Right? Yeah. And um, yeah, especially having had that experience with that with that other guy, um, is tough. But I mean, for me. 
the reason I wouldn't date her have nothing to do with her size and everything to do with how enormously cringy the entire first scene that she <laughs> oh had my gosh, it was, was. Wow. wow. It was a lot. Like, why would you let them film you doing those things? I don't understand. I don't understand. Give me the crystal. I know you have it. What is? What are you talking about? <laughs> you crazy lady. I mean, some people are really into that, and that's that's okay, cool. But, but you it's, don't. It's yeah. got to be in context. <laughs> yes. Like, it's one thing to be like, if you're in, uh, you know, you're you're at a con or you're doing a cosplay thing, or even if you're like into D and D or role playing games, right? If you talk about my dwarf is blah blah blah, and you're doing that in the in the context of a game, it's fine. But if they were just like. Uh, say some D and D stuff, and you're like, "My dragon fights you!" Like, don't do that. Stop. No, that's that's don't do that. Don't. So, so what I was kind of curious about is like the whole apartment is completely, um, it's like completely decked out, right? Yes. But then we find out later she has a roommate. So, do you think her roommate's also into that stuff, or do you think like <sighs> it's her house and the roommate's just? I, I there? think yeah, I think it's her house and the roommate gets to stay. She gets none of the decorating choices. On what goes on because like I don't and I don't quite get what the purple house was about. I think um, she just likes the color purple. Okay, because it has nothing to do with Asian. Yeah, culture, that is nothing to do with Asian. Yeah, she was like, I'm really into Asian culture, so my house is purple, and I was like, I need a connection there. I don't and understand. Like, for the record, I didn't hate the color purple. It was it wasn't like a it wasn't like a really awful shade of purple. It was just purple. It was yeah. Whatever. It was it was weird. And, the, and, and listen, are the dragons any weirder than those like you know all? I feel like old ladies always have these collections of weird things <laughs> like the you know like little like um you know tiny teacups or yeah 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 what were the ones what were the dolls ones? dolls Hummels. are kind of Hummels. remember they used to have like little, little like Hummel figurines <laughs> oh, oh my yeah. god yeah the dolls and stuff like symbols <laughs> yeah yeah like every once in a while there's something or it'll be like i just like pumpkins and it'll just be like pumpkins thousands of them like because at a certain point it just becomes like well it's christmas and you know, what are you gonna get for her like Oh, she likes thimbles, so get her a thimble <laughs> um, and you put it around. Um, like, but so it's not totally uncommon for people to have those like collections of things. It just it, it it's very very suspect the way it's like. I like Asian things and Asian Asian Asian. Like, like apparently there's even like a term for it. It's called a weeaboo in like anime. It's like the person who's like you're too into this. Like you need to you need to back up because it, it it does it crosses a line. From being a fan of being something you enjoy to being like once you make it and the, okay so back up it's co- the cultural appropriation thing is definitely an issue here but it's also like any kind of fandom where the where you make what you like your personality mm, and mm-hmm. what you watch and what you read is not a personality right <laughs> right yeah it's just like it becomes your entire life yeah yeah and it's like you need to develop a bit and part and so that's what i think is wrong i think she i think that she attributes to weight a lot of stuff that is like i wouldn't date her because after like three three hours i'd be like so you don't have a personality you just substitute her with watching anime as being your personality yeah like well and maybe she does it on purpose because like she said you know with the whole upbringing or childhood and like having a hard time with her weight and not really having friends i guess she just kind of like through herself in this world and doesn't really right. have a personality because she doesn't really want to talk to anybody. Yeah. And it, it does, it, it goes, it's definitely a chicken and the egg thing because I've known people, you know, in, I've, I've known people myself who were in high school and stuff and they, they, they just, 
they, they get these really esoteric things and they're oh, and they're actually kind of jerks to everybody else about it, right? You'd be like, hey, what are you reading? Oh, you wouldn't know. And like, well, yeah, nobody's going to be your friend because you don't share your interests with anybody. I so can see that. there's yep. definitely a chicken and the egg thing. Did she come, you know, introvert and come into these and find this because this is like a one place of accepting? Or did everybody else like just stop trying and stop like reaching out to her and stop, you know, and, and kind of distance everybody because it's like, dude, like I, whatever that interest is, like I've definitely had friend, people that I really distanced myself from as being a friend in terms of it because you just talked about one thing all the time and it was boring. <laughs> like, and you, like, and every time we talked, tried to do something else, you wanted to do that one thing again. And it was like, well, whatever, like it, it, what that thing is, you know, can, can vary dramatically, but it's a personality type that makes it hard to have friends. And then you, and then I could see her being like, well, it's just cause I'm fat. It's just cause I'm big. Yeah. It's just cause I'm big. Yep, I could see that. What do you think about the whole idea of Johnny leaving his kids for three months? I mean, I thought it was kind of strange in the first place that he only sees them a couple yeah, times. Yeah, that was suspect too. The, the kid thing where it's like, and I mean, situations are situations, but he, he, I, guess they, I guess they said the mom just left, right? Yeah, that's and she what has it another family like. and everything. Yeah. And so, um, but then the kids are with the grandparents, but that's because he has to work all the time. I don't know. I just know I couldn't have a... I couldn't have a job or a situation where it's like, oh, I get to see my kids every couple of months. Like, no, yeah. I, 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 I don't know that I could do that. Um, and so it's definitely a suspect thing. And especially like, oh, it, it does also rub me, rub me the wrong way um, when she was like, well, I was ready to be a mother. And it's like, but you're not really going to be a mother? Yeah. Like there's – and there is a role for stepmother and that is a thing. That's a thing. But that kid – you're not that kid's mother. And yeah. they're one of those things we, and that becomes an issue in relationships with like that, because, you know, you have to be on the same page as to how much of a mother you are, but not just the, not just your partner, but your children. But at the end of the day, parenting decisions for that kid are his. Yeah. Right. And you can give your input and you can say what you think, but you don't get to like, you don't really get a vote. Exactly. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, like, I guess if their situation ends up being that they move to America and they move in with her, maybe the situation will be different then. But at this point, like, who is she but the woman who talks to the kid on the phone every once in a while? Like, right, <laughs> yeah. right, right. And she gets really, but, but you can tell the kid is just like, he's like, oh, he runs around and says a bunch of Chinese words that sound like English, but it's not and English it's, at all. It's and probably it's like, like, hi. <laughs> well, I, I imagine, okay, I, but I think he's doing. The inverse of, you know, when kids make, well, speak Chinese, like, or they just make up Chinese sounding sounds, <laughs> right? And I think he's just making English sounding sounds, okay, right? Okay, and it's just okay. like, you know, hort, beep, ba, doo, ba, ba, doo, ba, ba, da, ba, doo. Like, and she's <laughs> like, like, oh, he's yeah, talking to me. Yeah, right. <laughs> he really cares. Exactly. He's fine. <laughs> exactly. He's fine. He's fine. All right. So I think we just about got everybody, right? So we saw all six couples this time, right? We did. So, um, did you have who was your choice for student of the week? So, I picked Usman, but now I'm not sure after we talked about it. <laughs> um, but I said that I picked him because I liked that he stood up uh, for Kim in front of his friends. Because I feel like a lot of time, you know, people try to be cool or whatever. But I liked that he was just like, "No, you guys, shut up." Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, I went with I actually also went with Usman, but more just because. He's not eh, – maybe he's scamming her a little bit. He's not putting – he's not saying, I love you so much, baby. We're going to be together forever. He's like, hey, something might happen. I'm going to be in my room. 
That's like, true. I mean, he's straight up calling her his potential. So. Right, right. Like he's not lying about what the situation is. Like he, he, he's very explicit about what the situation is. Now, does she believe the situation is different than it really is? Absolutely. Yeah. But it's not because he's fooling her into that. Like it, it really isn't. He's not leading her on or anything. All right. What about your class dunce? Um, I picked, is it Caleb or Caleb? Caleb. Yeah. Um, Caleb, good choice. Yeah. I just felt like, I mean, he knows her story. I, I think he should have done more research before arriving. Like, I, you know, again, I get being exhausted when you arrive, but I feel like he seemed annoyed at how much he had to help her on day one. Yeah. Yeah. I went with, um, I, I'm going to go with uh, Hamza, actually, just okay. because for the opposite of Usman, like he's making this situation sound like something that it is decidedly not. Right. Okay. <laughs> and the, the, anytime when it's like, oh, what's the first, you know, tell us about what's coming. Well, and the first thing he said about his relationship with Memphis was, I lied to Memphis. <laughs> like, and so it's just building everything on a foundation of lies and, and deceit. And like, so not a good, not a good start, buddy. Yeah, definitely not. Right, how about your life lesson? Um, so I said before traveling across the world to marry someone you've never met in person, you should probably be able to say more to each other other than sexy time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not even like, hello, just Sexy, sexy time. time. <laughs> and he was like, he's like, I like plump bodies. Was the other thing he said? <laughs> like oh, plump gross. bodies. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, that, that's probably a good one. Um, all right. So, yeah, mine is if you, yeah, when you're, especially if you're only 24, there's not enough of a rush to have a baby that you must get impregnated by somebody <laughs> when they go to jail. <laughs> you have plenty of time to work this out later. And that was like four later. years ago, right? So she yes, was Yes, that was 20. four years ago. She was 20 at the time. Yes. Yes. Yep. Let's wait. Let's Valid. wait till somebody's out of jail before we decide to get pregnant as a 20-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So that's – yeah, there we go. So um, I'll be back next week. Miss H should be back in – I don't think she'll be back. Is she going to be – she may be back in the country, but she'll be back at least – on a place where she has access to a, a computer. Um, so I want to thank Miss M for stepping in again. Yeah, thanks for having me. Of course. And we'll talk to everybody next week. All right, bye.